You are listening to You Heard It Here Second. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or DerekAndSteve.com. Subscribe and follow today. Can you wave home field advantage? Was there ever a time when you thought Plymouth Rock, they crashed on the rock? Derek and Steve present U.S. Men's Soccer Team, which is um, not looking great, Steve. In shambles is how I have it written <laughs> written on this template. <laughs> I feel like it's the size of like like a small hot tub. <laughs> yeah, or like three like, sacks of potatoes. And you would never get your ass kicked and then walk over there and give him a, a gift that says, I think you're the best player of all time. You heard it here second. Hello and welcome to episode number 140 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what are you having for dinner tonight? I love that you asked me a different question and I could tell you just thought of it. I did. That was, was a tough one. It was really, really <laughs> difficult to think of that. I really like you. I had three weeks to think of something and then I, I forced myself to think of something on the spot, but I feel like it's okay. It was not a terrible question. You dug deep and you thought of a very, very good question. What am I having for dinner tonight? Well, well, it needs to be like a quick conversational question. It can't be. We, we don't want to go into a rabbit hole here. So I think I'm going to have soup and a sandwich. Soup and a sandwich. Right. Nice. Avoid the rabbit hole That's and great. just say soup and a sandwich. Soup and a sandwich. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, I don't really care what you're having for dinner, but uh, what's up? What's new with you? Uh, not much. Not much. It's episode 140. Um, of you heard it here second. We're back after a few weeks off. Um, the... Last week when we would have podcasted that weekend, you were in Boston again. So we were in Boston. Uh, we, yeah, correct. Well, I was I I still am in Boston, but but we but were, you were also in Boston. I was there, we were both there. while you were there. Yeah, <laughs> correct. <laughs> um, so yeah, and that was that was a good weekend, despite a Boston College football loss. Of course, we should have done um, a live podcast again. I know, I know. We, we had a lot crammed into that weekend, though. I feel like. Not really like a lot of actual events, but just a lot of like hanging out. I would know? say we did. That was part of my favorite thing about that weekend is it wasn't a like we didn't cram a bunch of activities in of actual things. in. We just did a lot of hanging and chilling. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, in, in theory, we could have actually probably tried to do a podcast. We should have done it at Tommy's house and, and had and had some guests on there and stuff. Dang. That would have, that would have been fun. But we'll do it next time. Yeah. We'll next next time. year. <laughs> so so uh, episode 140, if you heard it here, second. Um, we have a pretty typical episode for you today. Uh, one half sports, one half pop culture. Um, don't have an opening drive here. Any anything you want to talk about before we get started? I just want to make a note that there right, are. Let's hear the note. Ten episodes remaining till episode yeah. one hundred and fifty. <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's I don't wild. know what we should do in honor of episode one hundred fifty, but that is so many episodes. It's a ton of episodes. And I, I want us. I want to first of all elicit suggestions from people, as we always do. Good idea. So please give us suggestions. But um, I'm also going to vaguely suggest, and we'll have more discussions about this as it gets closer. But I'm going to vaguely suggest that we try to do something unique, like like that requires some effort, and like maybe is like a different format of a podcast or something. Okay, like, an, like a special of some sort. I like I it. No, I have no idea beyond that. I so will that, say f- that for for fifty, we did our clip show. We did a big combination yep. of really funny clips for the first fifty yep. episodes. For one hundred, we did a did a live show, a live YouTube show, which was 
actually cool. really cool and yeah. much more successful than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. um, so 150, we should... I agree. We, we It's got to be more unique than those two things. Yeah, So I agree. Do you have an idea? So... No, I don't. I don't. Uh, it's a, it's like, it's a very, it's such a non-formed idea. It's like these, these, these fragments of ideas in my head about, about doing something. So I've we'll got, have to think about it. I've got some fragments in my head as well for okay. ideas. So okay. we, we can piece something together. The, the word, the word that's, that's coming to my head is prepared. We've talked about when we do prepared things, you know, as opposed so to unprepared, <laughs> which, which is, is no, which honestly, is every which week, is, <laughs> which is every week besides like a few segments that we used to do, you know, so. I'm thinking prepared is the word, but there's a lot more to, to think about with that. So right. we'll have some discussions, but if, if our listeners have any suggestions, yeah. please let us know. The theme for episode 150 will be prepared, <laughs> prepared. And, we, and we have <laughs> 10 weeks to think about it, <laughs> yeah. well, or 20 if you- Really? Yeah, 20 yeah. weeks. <laughs> if at our current pace, 20 so all weeks. we have is a third of a year to, to <laughs> yeah. think about this. So, so, uh, so. <laughs> we will be thinking about it day of, guaranteed. <laughs> Precisely. So, so there you go. Give us your suggestions on that and we will otherwise work on it. Here's your 20 week warning. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, uh, so that brings us into half number one today, which is sports. All right. So, uh, we'll go through some, some sports topics here. Nothing super in depth. I feel like we have some relatively quick topics to go through. Um, so we'll start with actually really the one sport that's out of season right now, which is baseball, uh, because, you know, we, we've talked a lot about how the NBA stays in the news cycle. Well, mm-hmm. baseball is doing their little version of it in a terrible way um, by staying in the news cycle with the Houston Astros cheating scandal that has come out, which um, I will let you give a little summary of it because I'll, I frankly haven't looked into the details of it. Just at my very first glance, I want you to tell me how this is different than the every variation we see of every sign stealing scandal that seems to come up every year. I can do that. So we are currently talking about major league baseball and the Houston Astros. Um, Houston Astros lost in the world series this year. They are a dominant baseball team and they won the world series two years ago in 2017. Mm -hmm. Mike fires or fears, however you say his last name, uh, came out and said, he's now on the athletics recently mentioned that the Astros were stealing signs in 2017 and not just stealing signs with like a guy on second base or the dugout in the, in the outfield. They were using electronics in the outfield to capture signs and relay it to the batters. So what this means, and if you, I should pull up the guys, um, the Twitter, but you can just go on YouTube and Google Houston Astros um, cheating scandal, sign stealing mm-hmm. scandal. Yeah. And a guy has found dozens of instances, dozens, where the catcher would throw a sign the while the Houston Astros the were up to bat. Catcher? The yes, while the Houston Astros were up to bat, yep. the catcher yep. would throw a sign and if if it was a changeup, there would be this loud bang from the dugout, like someone was hitting a trash can, like an empty trash can with a baseball bat, like a doof, doof. And immediately before the pitcher pitched, and it was always a changeup when this bang happened. Yep. So they he, he broke it down, and he did it when there was no one on base. He did it at different stadiums. He did all this different stuff, and he found that it was happening so fast because teams started to catch on that, they were catching signs because if 
if a guy is just sitting on a changeup every time it's a changeup, pitchers right. pitchers know that. So they'll try yeah. to change the signs. They'll do it really, really quickly. Yeah, and the changeup is the, is is the pitch that is probably most beneficial of knowing it's coming. Like like the changeup is the pitch that you sit on it, and you can do damage on that better than any other pitch you sit on. Probably. Absolutely. Uh, so anyway, they were. It was happening so fast, and this bang was happening after every single one. And he's got about a dozen instances of it, and it's it's very and I. I I don't really get, I'm not like a conspiracy theorist. I'm not like, <laughs> yeah. oh, crazy things are happening all the time. But this is very clearly a massive scandal. Like If they were, they, they won the World Series that year. The, the, oh, the, oh, those clips are from 2017. From 2017. The Houston oh, Astros wow. won the World Series and all year they were using elect. And, and, and to, be fa- to be fair, sign stealing is a part of baseball. If you have a guy on well, second right. base, and I mean, you played baseball, you did you have you ever stolen signs? Well, no, honestly, I think it's harder than people make it out to be. But I think, um, I, I think that any sport that uses signals, like, like, so, okay, so people always always think about the catcher giving signs on the pitches, but like, you know, when you're younger and playing baseball, what I do definitely remember doing is looking at the third base coach, right, and, and looking at what he's signaling as far as like a steal or a bunt or whatever, like. When you're playing youth baseball, the signs are like not not as complex as they are in the MLB, I'm imagining. And but but I've always felt like that it is part of the game. But like anything that you're doing in plain sight is part of the game. Yeah. Like, like, you know, it's on you to make your signs difficult to decipher. Now, the difference comes, I think, when you're using technology and using stuff that is banned. Yes. For that purpose to be able to do that. Right. So like if the center fielder can see the catcher's sign. And or sorry, uh, the runner on second can see the catcher's sign and somehow relay it. Then it's on the catcher, and 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 catchers do um, ha- like have these crazy sign signals when there's guys on base. Like we've all seen it. Like they touch, like they they touch both knees and like their chest and give fourteen different signs. Like and there's a code, you know. Yeah. And so that's impossible for a runner on second to figure out in the time that he's on second and relay it before the pitch comes, right? But when there's no guy on base, there's no expectation of the other team being able to see that. And so that's where really the trouble comes in. So, so I agree with you that sign stealing is always a thing, but it goes over the line if you're using technology and some video and things like that to be able to relay things and then eventually get it to the batter when even nobody's on base. That, that's crazy. Right. So that's where we are now. This broke about a week ago. Um, the MLB is obviously in off season, so there's, there's nothing that they're, there's no immediate need to, to right. sanction them or to do anything crazy, but... I've heard rumblings and I've read articles that say that this is going to be a very, very severe punishment. Um, I don't know what that means because, like, I don't know if I've ever we haven't se- seen it. I've never seen a team get punished. I mean, the the Red Sox got kind of caught doing something like that, like with a Apple Watch. With Apple watches, yeah. Uh, I can't yeah. remember. Maybe just it, a fine, but it was pretty. Ca- it, w- it wasn't super intense. This is very. Yeah. This is very clearly affecting the game of baseball. Well. Well, the biggest, I think the biggest difference, if this proves to be true based on, and I haven't seen the video that you referenced yet, but like, you should watch it. Yeah. If there's video evidence corroborating what's happening, right? Like, I think if I remember correctly with the Red Sox situation, like I think the Yankees or whoever, I don't even remember if it was the Yankees, whoever it was like signaled to MLB that like the Red Sox were stealing signs and like using Apple watches. Right. And then the extent of the findings was that, yes, they had Apple watches, but like there was no. There was no finding that's like, look, this guy is doing this, and then this is how like, like there was never 
the actual like, look, this is how it happened right yeah. here. You know, if that is present in this scandal, that's like you're right. It's unprecedented. We don't have any other instance where it's so clear and proven. And by the same token, there we we don't have a reference of team wise what a severe punishment is. Right. Like it really. In, I mean, honestly, in any sport like we I think the like we saw the Patriots get a severe punishment. Right. And that was a first round pick. And like, uh, the, you know, the coach or I forget if Belichick got suspended or, or like or Kraft got suspended. Like so suspending the coach and like the manager and like uh, taking away a first round pick. That was serious. Right. Like, is that what it is? That what constitutes it in baseball? Like, we don't know. Like, like there's no there's no barrier or there's no uh, measuring stick for this. Yes. And, and so. just to be clear. It's very, very obvious. So I found the the guy who you should check out on Twitter. His name's at John Boy, uh, and I think underscore. So J O M B O Y underscore. I mean, if you Google John okay. Boy Twitter, it comes up immediately, and he's got dozens of videos of uh, explaining it. Wow! Um, and it I'm is check it out. yeah, it's very, very clear. So this something's going to happen. We will keep you updated. As of right now, it's it's a bad look for baseball. It's a bad look for the Astros who've everyone kind of liked because they were a young homegrown team. They, they did it with uh, farm systems and through re- very smart trades. And um, it turns out that it could all come crashing down. So more to come on that, but that is the current MLB uh, sign stealing scandal. So there you go. Uh, MLB staying in the headlines for a absolutely terrible reason. So go raise uh, and, and really like, <laughs> And like you said, just that that World Series championship and that it was happening then, that that really amplifies it a lot. And know it makes me even more mad. So what? Um what's his uh, the uh Astros and the Rays played game seven in the playoffs. Oh yeah. Um right. and Tyler Glass now was the starting pitcher. He got Oh, rocked. you say he was tipping his pitches. He right? got you... rocked in the first inning. He they gave up he yeah. gave up four runs in the first inning. And yeah. both teams admitted that he was tipping pitches, and he he even himself admitted he was tipping pitches. Yeah. But then something like this comes out, and you're like, was he? Like, tip- well, was he really? Was he or, tipping or pitch- pitches, or or is that just what everyone said so that no one looked bad? Right, because you could always think that you were tipping pitches, but like, were you really? Or like, were you is that really? really how they knew it? You know? Yeah. So now things like this are like every, now you're gonna have to to go back and scrutinize every single thing. So it's right. gonna be a very. Yeah. Uh, interesting thing to see the MLB come down on the Astros for this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely, I'm, I now want to look into it much more um, because, and you know, to be frank, I think a lot of fans have brushed off the headlines of this because I, I feel like we get these headlines all the time in baseball, you know? And so um, I think it's, it's very, really interesting to look into the substance and see that there's a lot more there for this one. So yeah, watch so there the you go. There's, it's good. There's the, there's the MLB uh, staying in the headlines with the Astros cheating scandal. Moving to the NFL, uh, not really going to touch on many uh, on-field uh, game action for for this week, but we do have one pretty big story, which is the Colin Kaepernick workout mm-hmm. um, that took some odd turns to it. I would say um, Kaepernick, out of really nowhere, has been pretty silent in in for a while. He had that whole settlement in the in the lawsuit against the league, which yep. which was settled, I think, before this season, um, and then really kind of mid-season, out of nowhere. It's announced that he's going to do a workout and the NFL seems to be like kind of on board and getting people to to try to join it. But then there was disagreements about the media availability and all these other details. And then Kaepernick moves it at the last second. 
So what did you make of, of this whole situation? And before we kind of talk about, you know, Kaepernick himself, um, what did you think of the theatrics of this? Yeah, um, it, it, it's a it's weird because it's it's certainly a PR move, whether or not they, they claim it is or not, it, it is. So yeah. the NFL is going to end up looking good for this. Um, a lot of t- people uh, like uh, Eric Reed and a lot of other um, Kaepernick supporters in the league have claimed it's just a PR stunt. It doesn't mean anything. But I don't know what else you you want. Like I feel like this is a good thing, whether or not it's a PR stunt. It's a good thing for Colin Kaepernick to be seen throwing a football in front of NFL yeah. scouts. So um, I, I didn't really follow all the changes. I just know that I heard his workout was spectacular. Um, he threw against no one. He just threw to right. athletes on an empty field. Uh, but apparently he was quick. He made good reads and he, he had good accuracy and arm strength or whatever they were looking for. He still had. So yeah, from, yeah. Yeah. What I heard was that he, the, 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 if you had to use one sentence summary, it was really that Kaepernick was exactly who he used to be. Well, like he, the accuracy wasn't pinpoint, but his accuracy was never really pinpoint. The arm strength was off the charts. Like it always has been. And, you know, the mobility and kind of the extent to it, it basically he looked like the same quarterback that he used to be, which would be the big question, right? Like you wouldn't expect him to come out here and all of a sudden be different, like be be even better than he used to be, right? Like you, everyone saw him, everyone saw the way that he plays and he was exactly that basically in the workout. So when it comes down to it, um, you look at the list of teams that were there and there was a couple of head scratchers, but there was also a couple of teams that were, that make a lot of sense as far as you know, maybe not immediately insert as your starter, like the Cincinnati Bengals should be doing. Um, yeah. But, or the but, Bears. but even just, even just teams that he deserves to be a backup on, you know? Um, and there were certainly a few, like I think Chicago was there. Um, the Bucks Detroit were there. Lions, say, the Bucks were there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, the Bucks. Um, the, but yeah, the Bucks make sense with, with the Jameis situation there. Uh, the Detroit Lions with Stafford being kind of older and maybe, you know, who knows how long they'll stick with him now out for um, six weeks, out for six weeks. Right. Buffalo was there. I think they have Josh Allen. But, you know, it's, you know, being a backup is still a thing, right? Like you still need a backup quarterback. And so it was good to see some uh, Tennessee was there as well, which I think is a team that makes sense. Um, so so, you know, th- th- there were definitely some teams there that it's good to see them giving him a look. Now, the question is whether any of them will bite now. Again, it's. I think it's set up a little bit to fail when you're doing this in week what ten. Yeah. Um. You know, these teams have their playbook already. They have their backup quarterback already. There's no team in the league that doesn't have a backup that's prepared, right? And so, barring an injury, I'm not sure we're going to see him get signed because yeah. the other problem is 53 man rosters are a thing, right? Like when you sign a new guy, you need to get rid of someone. Yeah. And there's and, very very few teams yeah. that need to, at this point, plug in a high caliber quarterback. Like right. if if you've got a bad quarterback at this at this stage in the game, you're likely not going to the playoffs anyway. So you're tanking, probably. You're tanking, probably. Exactly. Yeah. So I I mean I, I think he should be signed anyway. He's better than half the quarterbacks in the league hands down. Oh, a hundred percent. Well and, and that's where I that's where the Bengals come into play, right? Like like that's why I mentioned the Bengals because it's obvious that he should be starting for the Bengals. Right? <laughs> yeah. But but the Bengals are are what, O and ten now? And they are clearly like they're they're tanking. I mean, like they they're trash, dude. They're so like bad. they're they're terrible, and they don't even really need to try to tank. But they like it's just there's no way around it, and it's honestly 
that there are plenty of people that could make valid arguments that it wouldn't be smart to try to win. You know, I, 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 it sucks, but that's just the reality of, of what these teams are. Like, you're 0-10. Like they, you you should want to get the number one pick so you can draft like, draft Joe Burrow or or you Tua. know Tua got hurt, which we'll talk about. But, um, but so I understand that, and so it, it's it's a it's a tough situation for him. But, but yeah, I, I mean at least he, at least he got to work out, and at least people can see that he's still there and that he's excited and wants to play. And hopefully, at worst, this offseason, someone you know, hopefully someone gives him a chance because it, it's it's kind of ridiculous that he hasn't gotten one. Yeah. Uh, just last last thing is what percent chance do you think Colin Kaepernick plays in the league again? Again, um, like like as a being on being on an active roster, like dressing for a game. I, I would I would put the percentages personally. I think upwards of I would say upwards of like seventy percent. Wow, you think he will be in the me. NFL again? Again, now I, for this season, I would put it lower than like twenty. But but I think that this will build to a point that he's going to get signed as a backup by somebody, um, and and my guess would be this off season is when that happens, um, be, you know because of the mounting, the mounting public support for the fact that he deserves to be employed. Well, like I, I think that there's a team that will like this has come full circle. I think to it's no longer a circus. It's like no, you'd be the team that is the good guy if you give him if you sign him. Like, like, cause he is good enough to be in the NFL. Yeah, you know? and imagine if he came back and was sick and was good. Yeah, like you <laughs> right. would sell so many jerseys, and like it would be yeah. such a good thing. I mean, obviously, if you would lose some racist fans or some some fans who like right. are like idiots, yeah. but I think the the upside for him joining a team is is way bigger than the downside. Yeah, I but agree. I, I still think it's below fifty, though. I don't think he'll play in the NFL again. Interesting. I think I mean, they're, too, yeah, so they're too scared. I would definitely adjust my numbers if it doesn't happen this offseason. I would be really banking on it happening this offseason. Like, like if he gets through, if next season starts and he's not on a team, then I would be with you. I'd say there's, you know, it's probably not going to happen. But um, my thought is that the workout, you know, some, some reports that he looked good. Teams seem to think he looked good. I just think that it's not, it doesn't make sense to do it midseason for most teams. So I, I would say that, that in the offseason it happens. But We'll see. Um, wasn't there talk about the Bengals actually before? I feel I feel like there was uh, some talk about the Bengals before this season that he of of him talking with them. There's talks so all I, the time. Yeah. So if, if any of these teams that he talked to actually make sense come come after the draft, right? Then I think there's a chance, but we'll see. Tampa. So <laughs> hey hey, they're, they're definitely one of the teams in the mix. They're one of the teams in the mix that could do it. So that mm. that would be nice. Um, so moving from the NFL, a few NCAA quick hits. Um, college basketball has started. Um, I think both of us have been somewhat on record, being that we don't follow college basketball too much in the regular season. Um, yeah. Do you have any Do you have any thoughts about college basketball? I'm just going to steal a line from you about your soccer uh, sports fandom. Oh is, yeah, yeah, yeah. This I just don't one. have the sports bandwidth to pay attention mm-hmm. to it. I if it yeah. was the only sport available, I would be very, very into college basketball and love it. <laughs> However, there's a I lot agree. of other sports that get my time, and college basketball is not one of them. Eagles look good. We just had a crappy loss to um, yep. Belmont. Bel- Belmont. I don't even know where yeah. Belmont is. Uh, yeah, so Belmont's one of those losses that sounds worse than it is. Like Belmont is a, they're always in the tournament. Like they they are, they are a tournament team. You know, they're granted they're one of the like uh, automatic bids because they win their conference, I think. But you know, they're. 
I think they're better than they sound. Belmont sounds like, come on, how can you lose to Belmont? But from what I heard, they're a better team than they sound. But of course, at the same time, that's just a classic BC loss. Like start two and zero and look really great, and then get blown out at home by Belmont. Belmont. But, Where do you um, think Belmont is? I have no idea. <laughs> if I had to guess, I would say New York. That would be my guess. Um, Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. Right? Okay. There you go. Yeah. There we go. The Bel- um, Belmont Bruins. Yeah, the Bruins. Yeah, oh, that's Bruins. right. I remember they yeah. said that in the broadcast. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. But I think we'll. It's going to be more interesting once you check in mid conference schedule because that's when BC will have played a bunch of ACC teams and really gauged how good they are. Right. Um, so, so we'll see what happens there. Um, moving to college football, um, really tough injury for Tua uh, for Alabama. Tua Tagalovia. I, I wow, I was wondering if you were going to say his last name. I figured I'd try it. I think <laughs> it's Tag. Ta- yeah, that sounded uh, right. To a T. To a T. He really brutal injury. Uh, the reports are potentially a fractured hip. All they're, they're mainly saying it is a is a hip injury, um, which he's out and like there's some talk about his draft stock, which is which tells you how how bad it is, right? Because this is a guy that's that has been a consensus top two. Yeah. For a while, was consensus number one uh, quarterback in the twenty uh, twenty NFL draft. So, uh, really bad injury for him. Probably, I mean, you'd think it's probably the nail in the coffin for Bama's uh, playoff hopes. But what, no what do you think way. about the? Oh, but, I mean, I mean, they, they Bama already can't make well, it. Well, yeah, the championship you're right. Game. I guess, I guess currently because they already can't make it because they've got that loss to LSU but yeah like to get into the playoff they would they would depend on the committee saying this team can still win even though they're not the champion right you know? um in terms of who fills in for them the backup on Alabama is better is probably a top oh, 10 sure. quarterback in college football yeah which is which is no surprise like Tua himself was that same backup <laughs> like yeah, when Jalen exactly. Hurts, Hurts struggled right so um so I don't um, you're certainly right. I, I think yeah, I didn't mean it as like Bama is going to start losing games now, but like you know, I think that for them to make it into the playoff, they need to not only win impressively, but then they also need the committee to believe that they are just good enough to win the championship, even though they didn't make it to their conference championship game. You right. know, which might not happen this year. Which I agree. which may not happen without Tua. Right. Yeah. Uh, I hope. Um, I I love Tua. I think he'll be fine. I mean, I know this is a brutal injury, but I hope his draft stock drops because then. Right, a team that doesn't like the tank for Tua and like these teams that are just going zero and fifteen or zero and sixteen get the best quarterback just because they tanked. I would like yeah. I would like him to fall to like a like a Lamar Jackson thing where you get yeah, a really right. good quarterback on a team that's ready to ready to play. That's, they just don't have a ready good quarterback. or even maybe even a year or two like Lamar. They still had Joe Flacco, but like the team was built and ready for him. Yeah, like like same with Tua. You know. Yeah. So that that could happen for sure. Um and I'm sure there's plenty of teams in the mid first round that if he drops there, they would certainly take the chance pending, pending his health in April, right? Like that's still five months away. So there should be better prognosis on like how bad the injury was and what the, the timetable is and stuff. But assuming two, it's not, yeah, go ahead. Tua T in Tampa Bay, Tua Tagalovia in, in Tampa Bay. Tampa. Yeah, there you go. Tua that's is a lot Tampa. Of T's, that's a lot of T's <laughs> that end with A's. TT to TB. Tagalavoa. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Um, so, uh, so there you go. Uh, Tua's injury, the big story in college football this weekend. Uh, a little, a couple weeks old now, but we didn't podcast since it. Um, the NCAA voted to allow athletes to profit off their own likeness, which 
is a huge deal. Huge deal. Um, I think it didn't get the like I feel like it kind of the next day it was it was out of the news cycle because that's the world we live in. But that's a huge deal. Like this has been talked about for years and years and years. Um, and so it's only the first step. Obviously, they've they've they voted to allow it. Now there's a whole bunch of stuff that's going to happen to actually get the details down of how it can happen. Um, but what are your thoughts overall? Yeah, I mean you're right. It's it's a huge huge move, but it's very very early because. This is going to take a lot of, uh, to be honest, attorneys. It's going to take a lot of people contracting and, and redrawing bylaws and redrawing articles of incorporation and things like that to allow, and even just to find out how it's going to work. Um, right. The good news is California led the way. They just, California passed a law allowing it, and there's enough people in California, enough uh, schools in California to where it would tip the scales enough to where the NCAA had to say yes. Right. Um, so the NCAA officially voted themselves to allow athletes to profit off their own likeness. We'll see how it happens. It won't go into effect for a few years. But the biggest thing to come out of this vote, Derek, the biggest thing, yep. EA Sports, NCAA football could be coming back. That would be an amazing day for everyone. It was the best thing that's ever amazing happened to my childhood. Everyone. I completely agree. Isn't it the best game ever? It's the yes, yes, yes. It is. It's and, by far the best game that's ever been made. And um, you know what? I here's my here's my hot take. Uh, Love a hot take. Twenty twenty two, right? Um, I don't know if that's the real date. Uh, no, I'm thinking it could be by twenty twenty one. Uh, yeah. because I think I think now that it's now that they're allowed to profit, is like EA is going to start getting this in motion now, right? Like, because I mean, regardless of how it happens, they're going to do it. Like, like I I can't imagine they won't. Right. Um. My hot take prediction. So, like, so, so, Steve, what do new video games cost? New video games cost sixty bucks. Sixty dollars, fifty nine ninety nine. That's the going rate for a new video game, right? So, this is what I think is going to happen. EA Sports is going to make a super football game. It's going to make a ninety nine ninety nine ninety nine football game for a hundred dollars. It will retail for, and it's going to be NCAA football and Madden. Oh, good idea. You're going to have the full pipeline. You're going to be able to have an NCAA season and the players are going to be able to go into the NFL and it's and I'm going to love it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't care that it's one hundred dollars. I'm going to everyone is going to love it. You're going to be able to do a career mode. You're going to start as a freshman in college at any team in the country. And you're going to be able to play a full college career and get drafted and then play a full NFL career. It's going to be wild. Wow, And And, and you could like go back to your like college hall of fame game and like do yep. Yep. yes it's, wow if they do it correctly that will all be in it because they are because they they don't need to reinvent the wheel like the the gameplay in madden is is well liked the gameplay is well liked the game engine is good yeah like you don't need to make a new one for ncaa football use the same on-field game mechanics but you but have all the presentations be different and all like get every, and all the game modes and get your get all those recruiting things and everything. It'll probably be a gigantic file size, but like PlayStation that doesn't 5 matter anymore. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's going to I bet you it debuts with a new console. It's going to be wild. Like that that's my I don't think it's likely for the first edition of NCAA, but I I that is my prediction that it eventually will happen. That is a super so. hot take and I I want to believe it's going to happen so bad. I just trying to imagine it's such a huge change for EA Sports. Oh yeah, because then then they don't double they don't up profit. Di- yeah, they yeah. don't have the two different games, right? And then you have to continue making that game over and over again. Like, do you do? Right. Do you still sell them both? Is that like or a do you special only sell edition, one? or does it become yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. 
I like the idea though. I'm into it. Yeah. And you so could yeah, like we'll, we'll you see. like set up your dorm room. Remember that? You had, and like had to oh, go yeah, to totally. you had well, like answer yeah, so, science questions like for your quizzes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, realistically and unfortunately, I think this is already kind of it, it might have even already existed before. But what's probably going to happen is they're going to be, like you said, separate games and you'll just be able to like import stuff between them, which is not nearly as fun. Not as fun. Um, so but yeah, anyway, so we'll see. We can we can get our hopes up. But regardless, even if that that pipe dream doesn't come true. NCAA football as a video game coming back would be awesome. And, be and awesome. I don't even need, I don't need the NFL part of that for that to be awesome. The mascot um, games. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yes. Um, so sticking with NCAA, a couple more quick hitters, uh, FSU fires Willie Taggart. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm happy they fired Willie Taggart. Uh, I don't like, I don't like firing a guy after that short of amount of time. I think it was a year and a half. Yep. Um, you really got to let someone develop, but this was, this was by far one of the most undisciplined. It's stuff that you you know won't be fixed because it's just coaching. It's just pure. He right. doesn't know how to control a locker room, which is terrible play calling, terrible penalties, really undisciplined team, players leaving, players getting upset. Like it just, it was not working. And I loved Willie Taggart. He's an FSU guy. It was his dream job, yep. but the writing was on the wall very early that. This was not working, and and there, yeah. he had a lot of defenders. He 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 was given a reasonable chance, and it was FSU has had a few bad bad years. So now um, Odell Haggins, he's been on the team for twenty plus years. Uh, turned mm-hmm. down the turned down the interview when they interviewed for Taggart. He just said he didn't want it. Um, was the interim coach the first time? They're taking their time. Mark Stoops is. Um, You've heard his name thrown around, or Bob Stoops. I can't remember who. Yeah, Bob um, Stoops. I think. And Haggins is also considering it this time. So it's interesting because Florida State rushed to hire Willie Taggart when Jimbo left, right, and now right. they're kind of taking their time and doing due diligence, which seems seems smart. But overall, it's a it's a smart move. Uh, Taggart's a great person, and I wish him the best. But he he. Hasn't he hasn't done a great job coaching in the NCAA yeah. anywhere he's been? To be honest, right, right, yeah. Some guys just aren't made up for that and better off in other roles. So, uh, Steve Adazio is one of them, I think. So, yes, God. <laughs> uh, last NCAA topic: uh, Jerry York is uh, is being honored for the NHL Hall of Fame. Uh, it's a multi part thing. I know that this past weekend there was some festivities. Uh, part of it was at the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, Boston Bruins game in Toronto because the the Hall of Fame is in Toronto. Um, well, tell tell the people who Jerry York is. Not many, not many yeah, people know. Uh, yeah, so Jerry York is Boston College's uh, hockey coach. Um, I assume he's got a ton of records. I actually don't know if he's the winningest college coach of all time. I think he probably is. Um, but he has been Boston College's coach forever. I mean, he he's. Uh, over a thousand wins uh, at BC. Yeah, winningest active coach in NCAA hockey, uh, and leads the all-time list as the only Division One coach with over a thousand wins. So uh, he's clearly earned it. He is uh, his, his career record is 600, 315, and eighty-six, um, which is a ridiculous winning percentage over that what a, span. What a boss! He's a boss. BC hockey is is back on the upswing. They're they're ranked this year again, which they've had a few down years. Um, and one of the things, if you saw on Twitter, I know I mentioned it to, to you off air before the podcast, but um, he it's actually 
he, he, Jerry York has been spotlighted even more by one really stupid Toronto columnist who tweeted that it was an idiotic decision for Jerry York to skip the the Hall of Fame weekend that, that you kind of like I said, they get honored at the Maple Leafs game and like they they get their rings, I think. But it's not the actual induction ceremony. It's just like a it's like a celebration kind of. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy tweeted that it was an idiotic decision for Jerry York to miss that weekend for just a regular college hockey game. And like ground swells of people on Twitter just were attacking this guy. And I feel like it it, it really spotlighted and, and brought more attention to Jerry York making it into the Hall of Fame because it started trending everywhere and things like that. And people pointing out that like this is the exact reason the guy's in the Hall of Fame because he would put his team over everything. Like he's not going right. to skip his team's game to go like have some pat on the back ceremony for himself. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it was awesome, like reaction to that guy who was kind of an idiot. And uh, so, yeah, so it was uh, a good weekend for Jerry York. And I, I, I think the ceremony is upcoming uh, this week, but I'm not hundred percent sure exactly there. There are multiple parts to it, but uh, much kudos to Jerry York for, for that uh, accolade. Yeah. And just a, so. uh, just a note, um, Jerry York, his contract will run out in 2022 at Boston College, and he will be 76. So, yeah, could be retiring. Get the last few years. He could be retiring. Get the last few years of Jerry York while you have him. Uh, one of the best hockey college coaches of all time, if not the best of all time, if not the best. Yeah, absolutely. Go so, yeah. go Eags. Go Eags. Um, so, so that does it for sports, and brings us into half number two, which is pop culture. All right, so pop culture, a couple quick topics here. Um, first one, Disney Plus launched this week. Uh, Steve, I assume you bought it and have watched the entire catalog? I have watched all 150 million hours of Disney uh, propaganda. That's, nice. <laughs> That's impressive. That's impressive. No, I, I have I have not bought Disney Plus. Um, I, I'm actually, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I am anti-Disney Plus. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think Disney needs a streaming service all to its all to its own. Um, I agree. I am a I'm a fan of new content and Disney is old content. Um, Disney is a movie company. They um, the only new content they have is The Mandalorian, which people are losing their mind about. Um, but that's all the new content for all of Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go back and watch old Disney movies, but you can do those once or twice and then be done. So I like the Netflix idea where they're constantly spending and trying to find the new hit and trying to create rather than just stockpiling all the things they've already done and making money off of it. That's my thought. I agree. Uh, and even w- even if they do push to create, I don't like that there's so many different streaming services. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's not solely Disney's fault, of course. They're they're late to the game, but there's a bunch of them already that have done the same thing already, right? I think. Right. Um, so, you know, in general, I think it's, it's, you know, not good for the user experience that you have to have like 20 different streaming services now to watch everything you want to watch. Um, but so that's the that's the main reason I'm against Disney Plus. I think certainly if they actually do create good original content, then great, and maybe I'll reconsider. But uh, I agree with you for now that it is certainly not worth it to watch old Disney movies. I think you can find those 
in a number of places. <laughs> like like the Lion King was on TV the other day. I watched like, it. Um, like the library. You go to the library, you get a <laughs> or the library, VHS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, so I don't know how many people are doing it for that reason. If they are, it seems kind of crazy to me. Um, but yeah, so I, I am against Disney+. Plus. I will say I was talking to you right before we started recording. They do have this package, it looks like, with Hulu and ESPN+. Plus. So that's, I guess, probably their selling point mm-hmm. is to try to take people that are avid Hulu um, watchers that pay for Hulu right now and convince them that it is uh, worth it to switch over to that. Yeah, because you well, get ESPN Plus, but that's the huge advantage Disney has is that they are they a giant media conglomerate. They own yeah. everything. Do they actually um, own Hulu as well? I'm sure they do. They wouldn't be allowed yeah. to bundle it if they didn't. I don't think. Well, they, they could do a partnership with it. Like I know, I know they like, own ESPN. Yeah, they definitely own yeah. ESPN because the the uh, shameless advertisements by the people who work at ESPN on Twitter and social media oh, have yeah. have been yeah. the worst. Yeah, like every, it's. And I get it. You're you're you don't want to be promoting something, but every right, it's the, yeah, it's personality the at every personality at ESPN has tweeted something saying Disney Plus is the best. Here's the link to buy Disney Plus. I'm like, dudes, yeah. The guys who are watching ESPN are not gonna buy Disney Plus because yeah, John because <laughs> John Bucigras said ESPN is great or Disney Plus is great. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um. So, so there you go. We're not super pro Disney Plus. Um, I'm not. I'm not anti Disney Plus. I just. It, it seems like a company that already owns so much is now just making people pay a premium for the things it already owns and and wrapping it up in a n- nice new package. Right. When in fact, all of this stuff is already out there and available. Now they're just making you pay the company directly to access only the things it, it has. It's it's right. a little. Strange. I mean. I mean, I kind of had the same thought when ESPN Plus came out. I'm like, like, well, how close are we to the point where you're going to start charging me to watch ESPN? Yeah. Like, you know, like, so, so yeah, I, I think it's uh, overall, I don't like the the development, but we'll see how it goes. And, you know, I, I, I fear the time when like four or five different streaming services all become huge and have stuff that you want to watch. And then you have to pay for a gazillion yeah. different things. Well, the but. best the best thing is, did you hear that um, Netflix signed a deal with Nickelodeon? Disney yeah, signed up a, a, a deal with Disney, obviously. So all the old Disney shows. Yep. And um, Cartoon Network, I think, is on Apple Plus or, or <laughs> one of one of them. I forgot about Apple. Yeah. So literally, TV is coming back again. It's like, oh, now you just get to pick your channel. You Which yeah. channel do you watch? So it's, it's funny because right. things are coming full circle where now it's just, oh, now all the TV shows I used to watch on regular cable are now just, I have to pick which channel and pay for it. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. And on one hand, like it's nice going against cable, right? Like I also don't like Comcast. Like, like oh, and, I hate and, Comcast. And, yeah. and, and, and the, and the whole cable mindset, but spectrum at the same time, like there's, there's too many, like then when you also roll in your local channels and stuff, there's too much that you need to pay for in different accounts and in different, different services, you know? So, it's uh, it's not great, and it's eventually probably going to come over the break-even point of now. It's like more expensive than you used to pay for cable. So, yeah. um, right, we're in a so. weird like pendulum swinging. Like t- yeah. TV is changing f- for the good, I think. Yeah, but or for the better. But I think uh, it's going way too far in one direction, and it's gonna, yeah. so it's gonna have the dust is gonna have to settle, and there's gonna have to be a standard. And right now, it's the wild, wild west. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's true. 
So, uh, so there's Disney which, Plus. Which streaming service is Wild Wild West with Will Smith on the movie? Great question. That's the one I, I want. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to find that out. Yeah. Um, if it's Disney Plus, then you have yourself well, right, you have yourself a dilemma. My <laughs> mind, my mind may be changed. <laughs> um. So real quick, we can uh, talk about El Camino. I, I talked about this uh, when I watched it. This is a Breaking Bad movie, but uh, you watched it recently. So you want to give your a brief little overview of, of your thoughts? Sure. I just I just wanted to make a note because it was very, very well done. Um, mm-hmm. If you have if you're a Breaking Bad fan who hasn't watched El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie, I would say watch it. It is it's exactly what you want which is a lot of these things, it's like, oh, they're going to do a reboot, or oh, they're going to do another episode two years later, and you're like, uh, it's cringeworthy. This was just another Breaking Bad episode. They didn't rush anything. Yep. A ton didn't go on. There were long, silent stretches of scenery. Like It was just another Breaking Bad episode. So I think they did a very good job. I don't think... there Nothing crazy happened. There was no big reveal there was no huge twist it's just here's another breaking bad episode we thought you guys wanted it and i did and i liked it right yeah totally agree i, I thought that it was uh yeah but that's basically my view i thought it was well done and, and didn't didn't do too much it really just stuck to the identity of breaking bad um in sort of a it's like it was like a, it was the cherry on top of that series i think yeah so and it did a good job of jumping back and forth like it it yeah. showed some some un, unseen scenes from uh, the past and then the present, which is uh, it's all about Jesse um, and him trying to get away. But you get to see characters that have since passed on still in like flashback right. moments that don't feel forced at all. They just feel right. normal. It's like good to see them again. Definitely. Definitely. I agree. Yeah. Good. So, uh, so th- there's El Camino, and then last topic: um, the <laughs> Guy Fieri uh, Tequila uh, Casino Cantina uh, restaurant. The Guy new, Fieri's the new... Tequila Cantina. Yes. Um, what were your thoughts about so, uh, this place? This here's here's my thoughts. Actually, I, I have a question <laughs> for you. Okay. If you walk, in, oh, maybe it was Tequila Cocina. It is Tequila Cocina. Tequila, so, okay, yeah. yeah. Tequila you know, casino. you know Guy Fieri, correct? Uh, I know who he is. You know of the the character. Yes, I, I haven't met him, but you know Mexican food, correct? Yes. You yes. know tequila. Yes. You know the Garden. You know where yes. the Boston Celtics play. Yes. If you were to combine Guy Fieri, a major sporting event arena venue. Mm-hmm. Mexican food and a place and tequila, a place called mm-hmm. Guy Fieri's Tequila Cocina. Attached if you combine, to the Boston Garden. Attached to the Boston Garden in downtown heart of Boston, you mush that all together. What would you expect? I would expect quick service. I would expect um, single digit margarita prices. I would expect you're not giving me the answer I was looking for. Uh, quesadillas. <laughs> Stop. And Stop tacos. answering. <laughs> okay. <laughs> madness. Wouldn't madness. It be madness. Wouldn't that place be wild? Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like I think so. I, I agree. Like the, the prices should be whatever they should be. But <laughs> it, it you walk into this place and it's like a fancy restaurant and there's chandeliers and it's 
it's super, there's no music playing. And if it is, it's like Mexican music rather than like Guy Fieri's rock yeah. hits or something. There's like a couple TVs at most. Yeah. And it was, it was not, it was not a rockin' vibe. And it was, it was really expensive. Uh, the service was bad. It just was a, it was a total, I, I think it was a sham. I think putting his name I, on there is, is like a trick. I will. Uh, the one thing I'll reserve judgment on is the service because I they definitely weren't staffed yet. Um, True, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean the all of it combined, and I think the when I started talking about all the the prices and all that stuff, I, I it's for a reason because I think it goes right along with what you said about its location and its clientele, and like this is not the place. <laughs> like this is not where you serve. Um, a plate of three tacos for sixteen dollars that, and they're like two inches big each of them. You know, like yeah. like that's not that's not the vibe. Um, that's not what the clientele is looking for. Yeah, I I cannot imagine that people are going to treat it as a reliable pregame place to eat. You know, like right. So yeah, I don't know. It, it was it, like it was, the, the food it, was pretty good, but I mean, it's yeah. so far from Flavor Town. It might as well not not even be on the same map. <laughs> It wasn't really on the same map, no. Would you consider that place Flavortown? No. Oh, no, definitely not. Not even a suburb. I, I, I While I, I'm not conspiracy theorist level of, of thinking that it's a sham that it's a Guy Fieri label, um, I think that it uh, is pushing it to have a big Guy Fieri label. Very, I, like, I'm sure Guy so. signed off on this, but I think he did so because people wanted him to. It wasn't his, he has no what I'm saying is what I'm saying no is send help to Guy Fieri. Send help. He's being held hostage. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have any uh, creative input for sure. If I yeah, guarantee he had right. no say in anything that no, happened to that yeah, restaurant. I agree. Except the name Trash Can Nachos. Right, right. Right. Which are which are pretty good. Those were those are pretty good. I I'll, yeah. I'll give them that. Yeah. And those I think weren't even that expensive like comparatively. Yeah, they're like $14 if I remember correctly. For a um, for a, something called trash can nachos. Yeah, but 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 I, I at least felt like they're oh geez they're eighteen dollars. But you looked I, at I, <laughs> yeah, I have the menu in front of me. Uh, but I, uh, I I I at least thought that it was a big enough plate that it made sense. I'll say yeah, that, that made more sense than the, the cheeseburger tacos were sixteen dollars and they were nowhere close to the amount of food that the trash can nachos were. Right, it was it was a bad experience okay <laughs> yeah we can just say it it was yeah um as an honorary member of flavortown and the flavortown posse yeah true true i i felt betrayed very very true i agree so uh so that does it for pop culture um final drive you want to go first or you want to go second i want to go first derek first all right i didn't expect that i was all thinking right. you were going to say second well you blew it go for it so uh, Netflix, we were talking about Disney+, Plus, but I'm going to talk about a Netflix show, uh, End of the Effing World. So, season one came out about a year, maybe two years ago. We all watched it together. Um, it's a very dark British comedy. Uh, it's about a l- young boy who has murderous tendencies and a young girl who's manic depressive and she just doesn't know anything and she's kind of a psycho. And they end up finding each other and having this wonderful adventure where they fall in love and blah, 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 blah. Um, but the character is very cute. Um, the show is very dry. It's very, very dark, dry British humor. So uh, I decided to give a, a season two a, ch- a chance because it came out about um, two weeks ago. 
very, very different story than season one. If you've watched okay. season one, it's very, very different. Um, same old characters, same old dry humor. Takes a few episodes to get into before you actually start enjoying their conversations again because you forgot how dry and monotonous these right. people are. But once you get past all that, it, that you kind of come to love them because they're just so deadpan. It's great. Um, so I didn't love it, but it's totally worth watching if you watched season one, which is great, and liked the characters. It's just more really just bad. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like <laughs> teen angst, just like the most yeah. teen angst all wrapped up in one show with like some murder involved as well. So uh, it's a go. good show. It's a comedy, but it's dark. So definitely give season one a try. And if you liked it, you could do worse than watching season two. So that's End of the Effing World on Netflix season two. There you go. Yeah. Very good. Um, my final drive is also going to be a TV show. And it's also on another streaming service. We actually didn't list in our in our uh, discussion earlier, but that's Jeez. Amazon Video. Um so uh, Jack Ryan is an Amazon Prime video uh, series. Uh, season one was a pretty big hit. Uh, season two came out a couple of weeks ago. I think like Halloween it came out. Um, and so I watched that. Uh, very good, season two. It's much different. Uh, I shouldn't say much different. It's a different plot line than season one for sure, but the feel of it is very much the same. Um, season one deals with is really centered around like terrorist attack. It's like it's kind of like Homeland in a lot of ways. Um, Whereas season two is a lot different in that the, the central plot line is about like corruption, like political corruption, hmm. which is in, which is interesting and like kind of at times feels like it's drawing parallels to the real world. Um, and, uh, and and so but it's it's basically corruption, but also still sort of like the, the terror behind it and like kind of some some plot, uh, some uh, plotting that's going on that they're that they're trying to like the CIA is trying to root out and kind of put an end to. So. Uh, very interesting uh, and different storyline for season two, but I liked it a lot. Um, picked up steam as it went, and really just like much like season one, it had that feel of you just want to watch the next one after you finish one. Um, so very good remarks from me. I would say uh, if I had to give it a rating, I don't remember what I what I rated season one, but I would put it. Uh, I would give Jack Ryan season two probably uh, eighty five. Uh, Derek Dragon Fruits. Wow. So so pretty good. It's it, I would put it right in the mid 80s. Um, I don't remember what my cutoff line is, but I will say it's certified Pattaya Colada. Hey. I, think that, I think I recommend it. Nice. Um, overall as a series, uh, and I would say season two was right in line with season one. I, I can't decide which one was better, but they were both, were both pretty consistent. So I'll give it the 85 and uh, certified Pattaya Colada. So there you go. Two quick questions. Yep. And I've, I've asked this before, so just answer them quickly. Okay. You've gotten over Jim from The Office being an action hero. You're over yes. that? Yes. Take okay. some time, but yes. Okay. And question two, actually three questions. So question two, yep. I heard they spend some time in Tampa. Tampa. Yes, a little bit, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Tampa great? Uh, Tampa was great, but they were mostly in a marina. So you didn't really see Tampa. You just saw like the water. But, yeah, but They loved it, didn't they? But they loved it. Yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Sweet. And three... <laughs> Uh, how much is his Boston College? Uh, season two, none. What? Season two, zero. Yeah, very, very, uh, very disappointing. Season two, zero references to Boston College. Mm. So that for that reason, I should dock it a couple of points. So 83, 83. <laughs> Still certified? <laughs> Still certified, but 
asterisk next to it, 83, because there was, they dropped the BC references that they had in wow. season one. So Sounds good. So there you go. So that'll do it for episode number 140 of You Heard It Here Second. Uh, that's it. We'll see you guys next time for 141. Register to vote. Later days.